You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Sorry If I Speak When I Speak. We have an interesting breaking story breaking, breaking story. Yes, yeah. from Elise Jesse. Who I'm sure all of you know is a sports uh, reporter and anchor uh, for WLWT News Five in Cincinnati, and she just dropped a bombshell on us, yeah. and that is in September 2017, the Bengals players wanted to kneel for the anthem, and there was an emergency meeting with Mike Brown, and she's going to tell us the details, but it's very very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to bring call, the, yeah, this is what you call a local story that's about to go national. And I yes. and I think that having met with and spoken with Elise before the show, this is gonna this is gonna be just an amazing, amazing oh yeah uh, 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 story, but also reporter. Yeah. I mean, just breaking such big news. I'm so excited to have her on the show. Yeah. Oh, me too. I can't imagine the ratings. Here we go. Elise. Hi guys. Hey. Hi. Thank Welcome. you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, wow. it's so great. Yeah. And thank you for doing your job so well. I oh, mean, yeah. nowadays, really, really, honestly, re- now a lot of reporters are feeling bullied. A lot of reporters are put are are not speaking the truth enough. But you're out there getting the hard stories. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of reporters are under a lot of pressure and there's just a different view of the media these days and we're all just kind of fighting through it and trying to tell the best stories we possibly can at this point. Yeah, well, and, and, and great job with that story. And maybe, why don't you give us a gist of the story before we discuss? Yeah, so if you have not read the story, um, Essentially, in 2017, it was week three of the NFL season, and um, President Donald Trump had said uh, that the players who kneel should lose their jobs and also uh, called them a a few names, and that did not sit well with the players at the time. And so that was on Friday. The Bengals fly to Green Bay on Saturday, and one of the players in particular, George Iloka, who was in the piece, um, had mentioned that it was just weighing really heavily on his heart and his mind, and he felt that it would be extremely important for him to kneel and um, to also protest what Colin Kaepernick was protesting at the time um, and still is, which was police brutality, um, especially against uh, the Black community. And so he wanted to kneel and he voiced his convictions to a few teammates and that turned into an informal player round meeting, about 30 guys. Um, and they all, you know, were having discussions with each other about their different viewpoints, why some wanted to kneel, why others didn't want to kneel or didn't want their teammates to kneel. And that led to an emergency team meeting from what they say. Um, and they 
kind of all said <laughs> pretty much the same thing that Mike Brown came in and um, emotionally let them know that he didn't want them to kneel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went from there. I mean, players were going to do something no matter what. And they ended up deciding that they were going to link arms in solidarity. And that's what they did. And afterwards, when some of the players I've spoken to think about that day and think about where the world is now, um, I mean, I think they a lot of them regret that decision. Preston Brown in particular said that that was the biggest regret of his, regret of his NFL career. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, huge. I, I, I have two, yeah. two follow-ups. Well, well I, okay, just real quick. Yeah, please, yeah. I just want to... So, Elise, you mentioned some of the players, and mm-hmm. we, who are these players? Because I know you said you mentioned this uh, multiple times that they had hold on, they had a condition called anonymity, and I, I'm assuming that's some sort of anonymity. Speech, anonymity. Yeah, anonymity. some sort of speech impediment. They don't want to be divulged their identities. That's anonymity. Yeah, you keep oh. their identity a secret. Oh, okay. I just, I just okay. I just want to know who they. Okay. No, it's not. A, it's not a medical condition. They don't want to be known. It's not. So, a, it's not yeah, a. They don't have a condition. No, and the league not. cannot cannot tell you who they are because they can. No, that's a privilege that they have. When they want to be an anonymous source, they can't just. You can't just out them. Otherwise, otherwise then they don't trust reporters in the future. You see. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. But okay. But but okay. So then and then you you mentioned you quoted Iloka as saying it's about fifty percent African American, fifty percent of my Caucasian brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like the African Americans were like, we need to kneel, and the white players telling us, you guys don't need to do that. Uh, you know, is that is that just Iloka, or I mean, do we know that it was basically divided half and half along those lines? Um, that was actually I my think question. Different players took it differently. Um, not everyone agreed on that standpoint, um, but I mean, it, the numbers exactly we're not totally sure on. Um, but there was some division with it within that room on whether or not it would be appropriate to kneel that Sunday. And, and yeah. follow up, Elise, on that one. I mean, I noticed in your article there was some talk of a perhaps racial divide, not a perfect and clean racial divide. I'm sure there were white players who were supportive of kneeling and some who were not. There was also a regional divide in that Iloka mm-hmm. was, if I'm not mistaken, from Buffalo. And that was part of it. Could you expand on that? Uh, explain maybe that, that part of the article? Oh, so Preston Brown um, had played in Buffalo previously. Right. And okay. um, they a lot of his teammates were kneeling that Sunday, and he did not. Um, and the following year, he actually grew up in Cincinnati. Oh. Um, so he wanted to come back and play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the next year he did get that opportunity, but he also told me that he doesn't think that he would have had that opportunity to come and play for Cincinnati if he would have taken a knee that day. And that's, that's his perspective. And, and might I, yeah, might I just comment that you, how big of a, how big of a piece of news this is. Okay. Because what you're really having is you're having players censor themselves in fear of losing their jobs for something that the president of the United States said. And I don't know if you, you recognize how big and unusual that is. Well, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. But I just real quick, Elise, I want to ask you about Eric Reed. Do you know about that story? Because that was the same offseason. So Iloka, just for our viewers to remind them, he got cut after this incident, the next offseason. And it was said, you know, it was because they wanted more playmaking at the safety position. They drafted Jesse Bates, then they cut Iloka. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But they also met with Eric Reed that offseason. 
and uh, they asked him supposedly he filed a grievance saying yeah. that they asked him about the kneeling and he said uh, he would kneel and they didn't sign him. What, what can you tell us about that? Um, I have not, I mean, I've read about it obviously, and that was yeah. in the New York times, I believe. Um, but I have not done digging on that necessarily. Yeah. Um, this story alone took nearly a month of work, uh, just trying to um, get the the appropriate stories and get the right accounts and reach out to as many people as possible. And I I would say that almost every player that I spoke to felt that if they would have taken a knee, that they would have had their money messed with. Um, and I think that's why a lot of them remain um, to choose to be anonymous. They would rather not... Um, even put their livelihood on the line. So it's, I just want to make clear, a, being anonymous is a choice and not a medical condition. Is no, it. you're not born right. anonymous. I just, I just, okay, just, but, yeah. but let me, uh, uh, at least, uh, so you also report, just to be clear, that Mike Brown said, you know, the team spokesman said that he met with all the players while they were in Green Bay and they had a positive and open discussion and uh, he did not direct them what to do, and then he gave them two hundred. What well, he gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to social mm -hmm. justice causes. Yes, yeah. that was a couple of weeks ago, I think. That's what we call in the industry a pittance. I mean, okay. I'm sure that the meeting went a lot like our meetings in this studio, and we talk about snack possibilities where you come in and seem very open, but by the end, every tub is just full of Cheetos. So I, I think that there is a way to talk, and I think there is a way to get communication going. I thought the interesting thing about Mike Brown's position too was that it seemed to be in some ways shaped by how he saw Cincinnati reacting to kneeling and the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And for that reason, I want to bring in a loyal Bengals fan uh, very, very soon. Uh, we're going to bring in a Bengals yeah. fan to represent the fan base. But I just want to uh, ask one thing. Is there any way, because you said this reflects well, the well, culture. Can I, yeah. I just get the, Elise's uh, response to that? It, to what extent did you get the sense that it was about the climate in Cincinnati, the kneeling issue? Yeah, I, I, a few players had mentioned that um, he was worried about how the fans would react if they knelt. Um, Cincinnati is pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, and they all made sure to reference that that's what Mike Brown was worried about. Um, and it's understandable. I think this is just my opinion but when you when you look at what went down in 2017 not very many people understood why Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee yeah. um, and now here in 2020 so many people have been um, educated on the reasons behind his kneeling um, how the black community is affected negatively especially when it comes to police brutality and they're recognizing that Colin Kaepernick was looking for change and looking to um, bring more attention to this issue. He was about being more accepted now that people understand the reasons behind the kneeling. Yeah, yeah Colin so, Kaepernick so, was three yeah. years ahead of his time. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, there was such a you know big incident that 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 really kind of I think forced people to change their minds. You know, just the showing that we had from people in, in masses. But right. but you know, Elise, I just want to ask like the George Floyd incident. You know that happens every day, right? No, no, I know, I know. But I'm saying people kind of rally together for the first time. Yeah. I just want, Elise, I want to ask you something. 
is it possible Mike Brown was trying to protect his players and his investment? You know, because you look at what he said. He he basically cried. He he kneeled down. He begged them. He pleaded with them. He was like, "Please, they will crush you." And I don't know if he means like like just violent attacks or if he means like on the football field. Uh, you know, he said they will crush us. The fans will crush us. And I don't know I don't know if that's what does that mean? And was he? And I know that he was worried about attendance. And you look at the Bengals numbers, and you know, I mean, they they're outstanding considering the product on the field. They were thirtieth or thirty first, I think, the last three years in attendance. So he had to make sure the fans keep pouring in, right? I mean, yeah. See, I don't. Obviously, it's because I was not at the meeting. I can only go by what the players say. And um, I would love to speak to Mike Brown, but I have not had the opportunity just yet. So um, that's just from a player account. I can't really speculate on what exactly he meant by that just because I wasn't there. Well, at least I have good news for you in that Daddio seems to have a working relationship with Mike Brown. He wrote him a letter and received well, a response. Yeah, we, we, yeah. yeah really? I write him letters. I write him letters. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to write one pretty soon. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of have about a similar what? way of thinking. We, well, I want to talk about the uniform change because I did some investigation. And today, you know, because they have the white stripe down the line of the side. Yeah. Of the, and I want to talk about removing that because I did some investigation and it seems that white fabric is not uh, cheaper. Than black fabric anymore. They're about the same price. So I think he can go back to just putting normal fabric. You see, at least they think alike. Yeah. He and he and Mike Brown. Yeah. Bottom dollar and also guy. maybe adding the Bengal tiger back because I, I can get him a good deal. I have a, I have someone in China. I can get him a good deal to put the, the, the tiger logo back. He's talking about a sweatshop, at least. He has no well, problems with that, just so you know. They, they uh, you and I, you and I have issues. Than the other he has no issues. Other opportunities that yeah. are there for them. So what about this fan you keep talking yeah, about? I want to bring in Mark Smith. Uh, here we go. Mark Smith, hello. Greetings, greetings. Yeah, welcome so Mark to the show. is... Yeah, welcome to the show, Mark. You are a long-time viewer of the show and a long-time Bengals fan. I know Correct. that you are a season ticket holder. You were from Cincinnati. Used to be. Uh, yeah. Is there you a made a lot of money. You spent, you spent a lot of money on the team. So you obviously like what the team does on and off the field. So, yeah. so tell us what this means to you, this whole incident, as a fan. Uh, I have to say that uh, I'm surprised and not surprised at the same time. Um, <clears throat> Mike Brown is a businessman at the end of the day, and this is his, you know, this is his baby. Most, most luck seems like a lot of owners have interests other, other places. And this, you know, the teams are more of their pet project, but this is Mike Brown's family business. So I understand, you know, I, I'm in, I'm on Twitter and I'm in some Bengal chats on Facebook and whatnot. And it, it was an extremely divisive situation. It still is, honestly, we it's still talked about almost every single day, Kaepernick and the kneeling situation. So um, I'm, am I, I was shocked with some of the words that was used in the article, like, you know, he cried and he pleaded. And I understand where he's, where he's going with that. Um, it, it's there's never a right or wrong. Uh, I think in these situations, necessarily when you mix politics and business, um, you know, I have a job. Of course, I'd like to stand up for it, but if my employer tells me something, that's going to give me pause. So it, you you kind of have to just work work your way through it. That's a great reaction. Yeah, it's it's very balanced, and it's good to hear that. I I, I see where you're coming from. I, I can understand why Cincinnati might not have wanted to be on the forefront of this, but 
what I don't understand, to be quite honest with everybody out there, is why does it bother everybody so much if someone kneels during the anthem when Kaepernick got that suggestion from a veteran who told him, please kneel during the anthem instead of sitting it out? I don't know if you know that. I mean, I know you know that at least. I'm saying I don't know if the average person knows that Kaepernick got this idea of kneeling from a veteran who said that that's the most respective course of action. Yeah. More respectful than sitting. That's yeah. initially what's yeah. happening. Exactly. And it's a respectful thing, but it's saying, look, you want to talk about liberty? You want to talk about freedom? Let's have it be for everybody. And if you're living in a society where there's systemic racism, and that's the problem. It's not any particular police officer. There are great people on any police force. You got to cure that problem before you have freedom. So we can't stand here and pretend that we have freedom for everybody and rights for everybody and, and perfection for everybody. It seems like so, why does it seem so clear to me but not clear to everybody else? That's my question, I guess. Uh, just personal feelings get in the way sometimes. Uh, the way I feel about it is I, I've always felt that I would stand because others have the right to kneel. And then the second they don't have the right to kneel, then I would no longer stand. Um, I think one thing we're losing in this country is the ability to disagree, but also yeah. remain friends. Um, it's always, you know, if you don't agree with me, you're my enemy. And I completely disagree with that. I understand why some would say that's very disrespectful to the flag. I understand it. I don't agree with it. You know, I have older family members that are gone that fought in Korea and other wars, and they weren't afforded such luxuries that they were fighting for for other humans back in their own home country. So I think when you say it's disrespectful to the soldiers, it, that would be the only the soldiers that you would think that would be disrespectful to. I know some of my family members would be proud that we were standing up for what we believe in. And that's kind of what, I, you know, to me, I believe America to be. I don't have to agree with you, but I agree with your ability to speak how you feel. And I think we're sort yeah. of losing that in this conversation yeah, but a little bit. No, and I think they're going to paint things their own yeah. way. Let's, let's, be, let's be clear. I mean, you know, Mike Brown, I don't know if it was so much about, you know, um, what is right or what is respectful, right? I mean, he's, he's worried about his, his business. You know, I mean, that's why he cried. Have you, ever, have you ever lost that much money before? I have. It does make you beg and, and cry. And you do really, really, you know, you will sink to new levels if you're about to lose that much money. But what, I don't know what, if he was crying. I know he was emotional. Yeah. Like he told me. It didn't say crying. Yeah. No, no, uh, it didn't say crying in the article. I, I just kind of read that into it, yeah. I wonder what will happen in 2020 because now people are you know, having more conversations with each other about um, what someone goes through. And when you think about, you know, I listen to so many players about, you know, what goes on in their lives, especially when people don't know who they are, what they do for a living. You know, they go into a store and instantly they feel like they have eyes on them. And they've mentioned how they don't pick up a product in a store unless they plan on buying it. Always get a bag, always get a receipt to prove that you didn't steal something. Yeah. Not to wear a hoodie, not to wear a white beater when you're driving. And um, just yeah. so many things that they have to think about that um, I will never personally understand, but I can listen to what they go through and empathize with them and realize <laughs> that, yeah, we do need change. Yes. And it's your empathy that, that has made you, I think, successful as a reporter. I, I will say that's the issue, is that yeah. everybody imagines that they have the same experience 
when they right. leave the house and living in this country. And so it's hard for them to imagine, really, until yeah. you walk, walk in, in someone else's shoes, you, it's hard to imagine what other people see. Right. And sometimes it's small things. Sometimes it's going to a restaurant and being seated in a certain place or going to a, a, a place where you want to shop and not being helped because people assume, you know, I, I read an article just today uh, that uh, there was this this restaurant that had a, a dress code. And this is such a small thing, but it's such a big thing because it's happening yeah. everywhere. They had a dress code and it was a mother and her son. They were African-American and this, they said the son didn't meet the dress code. And then the mother turned around and there was a, a, a young boy who was white wearing the same thing and not being kicked out. And yeah. so this stuff, it, it's, it's, it's now's the time to address it. And the key, I think, Elise, I agree, empathy, love, mark, yeah, well, patience, yeah, dialogue, but I as you say. And that's what we have on the show. I cannot stand this guy, Dadio. I mean, I don't know if you know. We well, disagree about everything. And yet, right. at the end of the day, we come on the show and we make it public. We well, put let's our be, underwear let's be out, because of the money. underwear it's out for people to smell publicly. No, and it's because of the money. It's because of the money. And that yeah. is why I think Mike Brown's attitude will change because there's not really much money to lose now. His own quarterback, you know, uh, is very supportive of this kind of a stuff. That's the key. And that guy's going to bring in a lot of fans. And also, I mean, it's just the nature of the NFL now. You know, even Goodell, I mean, all these guys have come out and said, you know, hey, there's nothing they can do because there's going to be so many players that are uh, kneeling next Baker's year. Baker's doing it. Baker already said yeah. he's going to kneel. You're going to have – that's the thing. When everybody does the same time, it's beautiful and you can't stop it. Yeah. It's a mass movement. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 unless uh, you have final comments. Uh, well, let's Elise, give a, a, a last yeah. word to both Mark and Elise. Let them yeah. Yeah, finish. Uh, Please. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mark, you can go first. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, uh, Mark, do you have any final words? Final words. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Elise. Uh, I, I read your articles and stuff all the time, so it's an honor to be on with you guys. You guys, thank you for having me on. I've watched the show all the time. It's hilarious. Um, final thoughts is, I guess, uh, we should. I think we should just all try to take a moment and see things from other people's vantage points. Um, it's extremely easy to judge someone by your best expectations, but not, you know, your own actions. So I think that we should all take a moment and reflect on how things affect us and think on how things can reflect other humans. And let's not judge everybody by our best intentions, but our, our own actions. I love that. Yeah. Let's make yeah. the Bengals a team of love. I love it. Make yeah. the Bengals great again. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that's not Elise. what he said. That is no, not what he said. He that did is not, not say that. We're going to make so much money this year. Yeah, go ahead. It yeah. is, please. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, my final thoughts would be to call for people to listen to someone who doesn't look like you and listen to what they go through and have empathy for them and just open your heart a little bit, open your mind and just try to be a part of the change that is happening in this world. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. speaking of change, yeah, I mean, this show is really taking off. So we... We have a lot of patrons now. We have five patrons, uh, I, you know, and and we also you can become a you can you can follow the show. You can join the channel, uh, you know, if you if you I know if money is tight you, and you can't join the the Patreon, you can get a one cent discount per tier uh, by becoming a member. So instead of paying a dollar to become in the Kevin Huber tier, you can pay ninety nine cents and so forth. Um, so yeah, please uh, support the show. It's very important. We have a lot of important issues to talk about. And, uh, and can yeah. I ask for, for all of you watching, can you 
on in the YouTube comments. Tell us how you feel about this topic. And also, please encourage Elise and Mark to come back on the show. We'd love to have them back as guests. So put some nice, beautiful things about how great they were on our show. So they come back later in the year when football actually starts and there's more stuff to report on. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd love to have you guys back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put that in the comments. Yeah. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. So long. It's Viti. Bye. Bye.